Hi, hello, what's up? How are you doing? My name is Francesco and I'm here again for the third running review of the month for June 2022. So July has started already. We are in the middle of our summer trail running season here in Europe, where I'm speaking. I'm actually from Italy, for those of you who don't know. I live near the beautiful Como Lake, which is not far from the Swiss border and about 50 kilometers north of Milan. And oh, I'm enjoying a really hot afternoon and recording this conversation to bring you all the best that has happened inside our sport during the month of June. So there was really a lot of things going on over the past month, including what I think was uh, personally like the biggest weekend in trail running of the year. Because the weekend from June 24th to the 26th was crazy, it was complete madness in terms of races and things that happened in our sport. And it was so exciting. Unfortunately, I have picked up another injury. Um, I fell again on the trail and I broke my left elbow just where I had my, you know, the fracture that I got myself back last year in December when I actually fell from my bike. This time I fell on the trail. Probably the bone was still weak and uh, unfortunately it didn't hold the fall. So I was actually resting and I was stuck at home with uh, a lot of bandage. My arm was blocked and uh, I could only enjoy the live streaming and the various you know, updates coming from all the races that were on, West Estates, Lavaredo, uh, Mont Blanc Marathon and more. So it was actually really exciting to be following a lot of friends, a lot of cool people, super strong athletes all over the world who were racing hard and uh, they're actually inspiring me a lot. And um, I can't wait to join them again to, you know, to bring my best, to just do what I love and just be the best that I can because because I cannot wait to be back. But let's start with uh, the first weekend of June. So it was June 6th um, and we actually start from Europe from a race that is part of the Skyrunning World Series circuit, the Hoconic Sky Race in Austria. Uh, there is actually a lot of races in the calendar of the Skyrunning World Series circuit. And again, it was Christian Matisse from Switzerland who returned to his winning ways of a year ago, leading the 32-kilometer race in 3 hours, 31 minutes. Close to Christian Matisse was uh, Damien Humbert from France, and third was Joan Klein from Germany in 3 hours, 36. Among the women, it was Marcela Vazinova, which um, uh, we're familiar with because she also races in the Golden Trail Series circuit, who led the women's race throughout with a finish in 4 hours, 13 minutes. And it was actually six minutes better than last year's winning time from Denisa Dragomir. Rosanna Buchor from Germany and Iris Pesay from France were respectively second and third in 4 hour 22 and 4 hour 27. There was actually another stage of the Skyrunning World Series circuit uh, and yet at the end of June on the 25th. Um, it was actually in Canada, but I'm going to talk about it later. Let's move to June 13th. Um, there were actually a lot of a lot of historic and uh, strong races going on in the United States, such as the Bale Mountain Games. Uh, Bale Mountain Games is like a festival that includes a lot of different activities and sports in Bale, Colorado. We are interested in the spring runoff 10K, where Danny Moreno. Uh, actually won the race, uh, she was out fr from the front, uh, she ran the up and down course of 10k in 48 minutes 29 seconds and she actually won a $2,500 paycheck for her work. Second was Jenna Leakes in 49 minutes 34 seconds and third Ashley Brazovan. On the men's side, um, Joe Gray won this race for an incredible eighth time. 
he finished in 40 minutes 57 seconds ahead um, of the second place finisher Joseph Demour and Ace Brown who finished respectively in 42 minutes 22 and 42 minutes 51. Joe Gray is by far um, the most consistent and strongest U.S. mountain running athlete um, is actually at the top of the sport, uh, is actually the current or champion of mountain running because we're still referring to the results of the last world championship that was held in Patagonia in 2019. I've told you before that this year the championship are going to take place in um, Thailand at the end uh, of the season, basically in November. So I think that Joe is... Uh, is focusing his season to defend his world title. And uh, this is also true for the women's champion, who is Grayson Murphy. She is actually injured at the moment, so we're sending her good vibes. She's actually been collaborating with Vert, and she's been on the pod before. So good luck to Grayson for a quick recovery. She actually picked up an injury at her foot, uh, like a stretch reaction. Um, so I think she's, she, you know, she's cross training for a while and she's, she's not racing. She was planning to do some mountain races over the summer, but uh, since the main, her main goal is going to be at the end of the season with the world champs, she doesn't want to take too much risk at the moment. And uh, it's always better to stop and uh, be patient and cross train before, you know, doing more damage. Um... On the same weekend in the United States, there were also there was also the deep sea race in Marin, California. It's a truly historic race at the 111th edition. Wow, um, it's a seven and a half mile race, and um, it was it was won by Eddie Owens, who was basically out in the front from. Uh, gun to finish and he posted the fastest split. Clara Peterson was the first woman to finish and um, this race is actually also interesting because um, it's age and gender graded so uh, there is like a gap uh, and handicap that uh, takes into account the gender and the age to basically build an overall ranking uh, for all the runners. Um, on the same weekend, I think this was actually the last race that Grayson Murphy did. Um, it was the New York Mini 10K in New York, New York City. And uh, Grayson Murphy placed 13th in a very, very strong international road running field, running 10K in 31 minutes, 53 seconds. Uh, new personal best, which Murphy um, did with a negative split after opening with a 16.05 5k. So she basically ran the second half under 16 minutes. Wow. In Spain, on the same weekend, there was uh, another very competitive race, Oladonuria, which actually last year was part of the Golden Trail World Series. Aldenuria replaced Zagama, who, sorry, that was actually canceled, of course, due to the pandemic. Uh, this year, Aldenuria was just part of the Golden Trail National Series for Spain, and it was still uh, very, very competitive with um, some of the best Spanish runners competing, uh, such as Joana Cortazar from Spain. She finished top 10 in Zagama, who won the 21-kilometer race in 2 hours 42 ahead of Malin Oza, also from Spain, and Nuria Gil from Spain, 2 hour 45 and 2 hour 48. Nuria Gil actually just announced that uh, she is going to be sponsored by ASICS. She used to be with Salmon Spain, so she's, she's moving on with ASICS to continue her running career. So good luck to Nuria, one of the most consistent runners in the circuit. Um, let's move to the men's race where Oriol Cordona from Spain, a uh, very strong schema guy, has been winning some of the you know, most com competitive World Cup races. 
it was actually the third placer of the last World Mountain, um, Mountain Running Championship long distance in Patagonia of 2019. He won the men's race in 2 hour 12 minutes to lead Antonio Martinez from Spain and Ricardo Certa also from Spain with a 5 minute and 9 minute gap respectively. Sarah Alonso, just after her third place finish at the Zagama Marathon, she won the 4K uh, vertical kilometer in 51 minutes 53 seconds, and so did Albert Peretz in 45 minutes 21 seconds. In Norway, there was um, the Geranger Half Marathon, an all uphill 21 kilometer road race. That was basically a husband and wife challenge because Emily Forsberg, Harriet Albon, uh, Kieran Journet and uh, John Albon all competed in this race. They probably used it as a, as a prep race for, you know, to train for their main goal of the season. Albon actually went on to win the Mont Blanc Marathon later that month. And we know that Kieran is getting ready to run Hard Rock in the United States, in Colorado. Um, so Forsberg actually won the women's race with a two-minute gap over Ariad Albon in 1 hour 57 to 1 hour 59. And Kino pulled away from John Albon in the final five kilometer of the race and won in 1 hour 29. Albon followed 25 seconds later. And um, I suggest you go check out their, their Strava tracks, which are you know, super impressive. You can consider that this race is 21 kilometer with 1,500 meters of elevation. And uh, we, we say that Killian ran in one hour 29. So that would be about 4.10 to 4.15 minutes per kilometer, which is approximately 6.30, 6.40 minutes per mile. Just wow. So that was the second weekend of June. Let's keep moving forward with the third weekend of June. So on June 20th, there was the Broken Arrow Sky Race in Olympic Valley, California. Olympic Valley, Lake Tahoe is actually where West States Endurance 100 Miles Run starts. And it was actually the weekend after. So I think this event was actually a little bit in the shade of um, West States. Nonetheless, it was a lot of fun to follow. Uh, there was a really good competition and um, as always the Broken Arrow Sky Race organization and team that is uh, managed by Brendan Madigan. I also suggest you go listen to a podcast episode that he recorded with uh, Dylan Bowman. Go over on free trail to have a listen for you know what's behind an event like Broken Arrow and uh, get an insight of um, what Brandon is doing for the sport. He's actually doing a lot of cool things and cool projects. Um, there was really good competition actually in the weekend of Broken Arrow and a lot of events, a lot of good communication and a wonderful, wonderful live coverage, which is more and more the future of our sport. Live coverage brings more investments um, that can reach a wider public and uh, just more people interested in the sport and uh, the level goes up and um, it's just awesome to see all that growing you know our sport may be the best sport in the world but if we don't tell people nobody's gonna know so we need to tell people over and over and over like <laughs> dylan bowen was saying in one of the latest episodes of his podcast and uh, i could not agree more but let's go back to Broken Arrow and the competition. So the weekend started off with uh, a VK on the Friday where Camp Smith won uh, the race 11 seconds better than second place Ellie Hemming. And uh, third place was Morgan Elliott. For the women, Alec McLoggin, who also won the race last year, topped the women's field in 48 minutes, 46 seconds, 
with Emma Kut Clark from Canada in second place and Tabor Hamming, which I think she is the sister of Ellie, who uh, took third in 51 minutes flat. The day after, there was the 52K trail race where David Sinclair, who is actually announced his new sponsorship uh, by Dynafit. He was actually running for Salomon, but it changed for, for Dynafit. So good luck to David. He's been racing really, really strong this year. Um, I remember that he took second at Canyons 100, his first 100K trail race behind um, Adam Peterman. He turned down the golden ticket to the West States 100 after a podium at Canyon about a couple of months ago and he won the 52k in Broken Arrow in 4 hour 22. Eric Lipuma was 2 minutes back in 4 hour 24 and Jeff Mugavero was 3rd in 4 hour 28. Chris Myers and Matt Daniels rounded off the top five in 4 hour 30, 31 and 4 hour 36. The race is actually two laps of the Sunday's 26 kilometer course. Among the women, Jennifer Lichter, who was last year's The Rat 50k winner, stormed the women's race in 4 hour 55 minutes, and that was a new course record. She was ahead of Brittany Charbonneau, who took second in 5 hours 4 minutes, and Georgia Porter, with the top 5 rounded off by Ariel Fitzgerald and Jennifer Schmidt. Actually, the top 2 American men and women of each race earned a spot on the Team USA that will race the long trail race of 80 kilometers or 50 miles at the World Mountain and Trail Running Championship in November in Thailand. On Sunday, the 26K um, was won by Andy Walker's Andy Walker, who <laughs> actually Iron Far calls Mr. Second Place, often Mr. Second Place, but he's actually been racing really, really well this year, and is um, won, you know, a few pretty competitive events in the in the United States. And actually, last weekend, he won the U.S. Mountain Running Championship for the first time in uh, several years that he's been in the sport. So in Broken Arrow, he actually ran a new course record in, a new course record in 1 hour 50 minutes, um, beating Ellie Hemming in the process. The two were just 49 seconds apart after 1 hour 50 minutes of racing. And Kem Smith was third in 1 hour 54. All three took part in the Vertical K earlier that weekend. Sam Hendry and Max King were fourth and fifth, respectively. Among the women, it was Sophia Lockley who edged Ally McLaughlin for the women's win. And uh, the pair completely gapped the rest of the field because they ran 2 hour 6 minutes and uh, two hour, eight minutes re respectively, with Ashley Brazovan, who came third, but in a distant two hour, 60 minutes. One minute in front of Tabor Hemming and uh, three minutes better than Rene Metriever, who was fifth in two hour, 19 minutes. So that was Broken Arrow. In Europe, the first stage of the World Mountain Running Association World Cup or the Valser Mountain Running World Cup that is a circuit of uh, 12 gold label races which are the top events of the series and another five silver label events um, kicked off in Montemuro in, uh, in Castor Daire in Portugal. The race was just under 10k with almost 1000 meters or 3,200 feet of elevation gain on an all uphill route. And uh, it was a canyon sweep because um, both the men's and women's winners were from Kenya with Patrick Kipengeno, a 62 half marathoner, which he ran in high altitude in Kenya, 
who won the race in 50 minutes 45 seconds ahead of Zach Hanna from Ireland and Andrea Rostan from Italy, who were second and third in 52.37 and 53.02. The 2021 World Cup Series winner Joyce Njeru was back in the circuit and back with a win. She was victorious in one minute less than uh, Susanna Sapunki from Finland and the podium was completed by Camilla Magliano in third place in one hour, four minutes. The Mozart 100 by UTMB in Salzburg, a 100K trail race, was won by Janos Kowalczyk from Germany, who took the win on a really hot day in nine hour, 36. Um, he was ahead of Andrew Simon from Spain and Benedict Hoffman, who were also the 10 hour mark with 9 hour 44 and 9 hour 53 minute finishes. The women's front runners, uh, Azara Garcia from Spain, had a big lead on her way to a 12 hour flat win with Teresa Nims from Spain and Jenny Josephson from Sweden in second and third place. Back to the United States with Mount Washington Broad Race, a historic race, uphill race in New Hampshire this year at the 61st edition. Uh, the race was actually stopped near halfway due to extreme weather conditions. So instead of the 7.6 mile road climb, the race stopped at basically 3.8 miles. Um, Joe Gray won for a sixth time here in 27 minutes 44 seconds ahead of Everett Hucker and Eric Blake, a former winner of uh, Mount Washington. And among the women, it was uh, Kim Dobson, another favorite of this, ra of this race, who took the crown in uh, 31 minutes 59 seconds for her seventh win. Amber Ferreira and Kim Neddio were second and third for the two podium spots. The race actually honored a uh, $1,000 check to each winner and also honored with the winners with the $5,000 course record bonus as both Gray and Dobson beat the former short course best. That's pretty cool. A result that doesn't actually regard um, races, but I thought it was pretty cool to, to mention was set on the same weekend in Corsica, France, on the GR20, a 99 miles, 160k route that runs almost clear across Corsica, an island in the Mediterranean Sea of France. And it was Anne-Lise Rousset from France who set a new supported FKT on the route with a fifth sorry, a 35-hour, 50-minute finish, battering a decade-old course record by over five hours. That course is known for being extremely technical. I think the men's uh, fastest known time is held by Francois Daen. It's a prehistoric and famous trail in, uh, in Corsica, in France, and all over Europe. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty neat achievement. The final race that I want to talk about was uh, was held in Switzerland, another historic mountain running only up race, Nerivu Molazon, uh, where Remy Bonnet won the classic uphill race, taking 30 seconds off Jonathan Wyatt course record that uh, dated back to 2006. Bonnet finished the 20k climb with uh, 12,000 meters of elevation in 57 minutes, 7 seconds. And I thought that was probably one of the best achievements of, of the month. And um, I cannot stress how hard it is to beat a record by Jonathan Wyatt, who still holds 
a lot of the records that were set uh, across the Alps in many, many mountain running races. And what is even more impressive is is that these records have been standing for, you know, 15 plus years because Jonathan was at the top of the sport in, you know, from 2000, from year 2000 to 2010 approximately. Of course, he's still a, a good runner. Um, we had a chance to, to chat with him back in January. Um, he's still a good runner, but not as competitive as he used to be, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. And uh, to beat a record like that, uh, especially a record on an, on an uphill race was where it was by far the strongest ever, is super, super impressive. I think Jonathan's records have only been broken uh, at Cierzinal by, of course, Kian Journet in uh, 2019. And another race that I can remember is the Scala Op, which is a classic uphill race that is held in Norway in the month of uh, August and that was beat by actually a Turkish runner that is uh, Ahmet Arslan and uh, I cannot think about any other race where Jonas records have been beaten because he has so many. So that's why this performance by Remy Bonnet is even more impressive. Um, Second place was uh, Saul Padua from Colombia with a one hour, one minute, 15 second finish. So it was almost four minutes slower than uh, Remy Bonnet, who is probably currently, you know, one of the strongest uphill runners, climbers of, um, of the world. And third place, it was actually me. Um, I actually managed to, you know, to finish the race despite a bad fall where I broke my elbow. I was running and fighting pain, but I managed to finish uh, on the podium. So it was a pretty good performance. Uh, and of course my last race in a while, which leaves me a little sad, but <laughs> that's how it went. Among the women, uh, it was Anaïs Sabrier from France. We were used to see her on the Golden Tour War Series circuit. She actually raced the Mont Blanc Marathon one week later. She hit the summit in one hour, 40 minutes, uh, which is actually almost nine minutes slower than Matisse Maud course record. Second place was uh, Gloria Giudici, one minute back from uh, Anais. And third place was a distant Therese Lebov from uh, Switzerland. But the biggest weekend of June was, of course, the weekend of the 27th. Um, which actually Iron 4 followed very, very in deep, um, both for Lavaredo, Mont Blanc Marathon, and uh, of course the main race that they covered was the States. I'm going to start with Marathon de Mont Blanc in France, in Chamonix. The 90k trail race that was scheduled for Friday was actually cancelled because of extreme weather and uh, without the chance to move uh, the event. Uh, to another day, so it was just a 42k marathon race that was held on the Sunday and the VK that was held on the, the Saturday before. The race was the second stage of this year Golden Trail World Series and the course changed uh, a little bit from the previous years, so there was no chance to, to set any course record. Uh, the course change was made because, for those of you who know, uh, this race used to finish on a climb up to Brevent, uh, which is just um, about a thousand meters above of Chamonix. But the organization decided to end the race with a downhill back into town, basically to, to finish the race in the Chamonix city center where, of course, the, the logistics are easier and there is probably more crowd to um, cheer the runners. Uh, in, Bre in Brevant, um, the, backdrop, the backdrop of Mont Blanc was, was pretty amazing, but I don't think in Chamonix it is any worse. So that was probably the, the, right, the right decision, the right move. 
So basically from, from La Flagere, it's a big downhill down to, to Chamonix, where the 42K race ends. Among the women, uh, it was probably the favorite. And uh, this year she's been running really, really well. She was coming off a great performance in Zagama early this month, this, uh, sorry, this year, where she was third behind Ninka Brinkman. Uh, and Matisse Maud, and um, she just dominated um, the Marathon de Mont Blanc with a 4 hour 14 minute finish. I don't think she was ever in in challenge, you know, in danger. She really looked in control, um, even in the first part where she, when she wasn't leading, but she let the others kind of run, of run out of energy and she played her cards when she knew she could you know, really take advantage and uh, make a gap over her competitors. So I think she raced really, really smart. And it was um, super cool to for follow her win um, of her first big international race of this 2022 Golden Tour World Series. Kathleen Fielder from New Zealand, Team Salomon, was, uh, was second. And Danny Moreno from, from United States was third. They were... Uh, they said respect, respectively uh, a time of uh, 4 hour 20 minutes and 4 hour 21 that was the pair's highest finish in the Golden Trail War Series uh, it's actually you know, cool to see how these runners actually improved from last year um, and it's true that Ninke and Maud were not competing but the field was still super, super impressive. Anaïs Sabrié was fourth in uh, 4 hour 22, Marcela Vazinova in fifth, 4 hour 24, Joyana Cortazar from Spain, sixth place, seventh was Fabio Conti, eighth, Therese Leboeuf, ninth, MK Sullivan from United States, and tenth, Julie Roux from France. In the men's race, um, it was probably even more dominance, and it was by John Alban, team the North Face from United Kingdom, but lives in Norway. Uh, he basically ran with the front group since the very early stages of the race. Basically, the race went off with uh, a Kenyan runner, uh, Patrick Kemoy, who was running in front with Petro Mamu, and uh, Juan Carlos Carrera. They started really fast with, uh, with John Alban. The first part of Mont Blanc Marathon is, is uh, basically a rolling hill and fast trails. And they actually cover about 15K during the first hour of race. So that's pretty impressive, you know, for, for the type of, type of course that it is. And John Alban was only in the front. Um, until kilometer 25 in Valorcine, he was still with the front group with um, the two African runners and Juan Carlos, but then he pulled away and went on to win in uh, three hour, 35, 35 minutes. Um, super, super impressive by time by John Albon, who actually trains very, very often with Kylian Journet in Bromsdal, Norway. Davide Magnini, after a rough start, because he was actually in ninth place until kilometer 25, he later posted on Instagram that he had some stomach problems and uh, he wasn't feeling good until the second half of the race. So that shows how important it is to you know dig deep and hold on and just uh, remain focused and uh, don't lose hope even if things don't go as well as you expect during a trail race. Uh, he actually did a like he stormed the, the second part of the course because he overtook basically eight runners to finish second in uh, three hour 39 ahead of uh, Rui Ueda, team uh, Red Bull Japan, um, who was third um, in three hour 40 minutes. The rest of the top 10 was completed by Elzine Lazawi from Morocco, Thibaut Baronian from France, Tim Salomon, always such a consistent runner, always in the top uh, positions of uh, any race that he competes in. 
Robert Kemoy from Kenya, who actually moved up to third place in the overall ranking of the Golden Terror War Series, behind uh, Davide Magnini and uh, Elzino Lazawi, who is second. Seventh place was Andrzej Witek from Poland. Eighth was Anthony Filber, Team Matrix France. Ninth, Antoine Charvolin from France. And tenth, Adrian Michaud, also from France. The next stage of the Golden Turf War Series is going to be Strandra Fjord Trail Race in Norway on August the 6th. The second big race of the weekend was uh, Lavaredo Ultra Trail by UTMB in Cortina d'Ampezzo. That is probably Italy's most famous ultra trail race. And uh, the event actually consists in um, four races because we have the Cortina Sky Race, 20k race with 1000 meters of elevation, the Cortina Trail around 50k, the Ultra Dolomites, which is a point-to-point -point course around 50 miles or 80k, and then the main event, which is the Lavaredo Ultra Trail, 120k or 75 miles for 5,000 meters, 5,800 meters or 9,000 feet of elevation. For the women's, um, it was Mimi Katka from Sweden who took the win. She actually led the entire race from gun to end. Mimi was actually third last year, um, so she kind of knew the split that she wanted to hit. She started very, very strong and she struggled a little bit in the last third of the race, the final 40 or 30 kilometers, but she managed to keep her gap uh, ahead of Katarzyna Soliska from Poland, who finished um, about 20 minutes back from uh, Mimi, who is from Sweden. She's running for La Sportiva, and uh, she actually she's actually one of the founder of Moon Valley Small, Small Farming with um, her friends. Emily Fosberg and Eden Nielsen, but we, we will talk about it later because I had Mimi as a guest on the pod. It was a lot of fun and very interesting to chat with her about, you know, her Lavaredo preparation and race strategy and uh, a few other things that um, you can discover in the podcast. Third place was Esther Fellhofer from Austria in uh, 61 hours and one minute. In the men's race, Anes Namberger, who was also the winner last year, um, managed to win again, improving his own course record and dipping under the 12-hour mark for the first time with an 11-hour 56-second finish. What an impressive performance by Hannes. Such a strong runner, such a competitive athlete, um, you know, to, to race like that um, and to go under the 12 hour mark is super impressive remember the course is 120k for 5000 meters over 5000 meters of elevation so that would be under six minutes per kilometer pace wow uh hannes actually was uh the winner of Peña Golosa trail uh, earlier this year, he was the winner of Lavaredo 2021 and he was sixth at UTMB last year. And I think he's signed up for this year as well. So looking forward to see how his preparation continues. And I'm going to try to have him on the pod very, very soon. In second place, he was uh, a new name because uh, John Marche Schittkans from Switzerland was perhaps a surprise. Um, he runs for Brooks, he's, for Swiss, he's from Switzerland, and um, yeah, he's, he is a relatively new name in the sport, but wow, he runs such a strong race, always, always a, few minute back, few, a few minutes back from uh, Hannes Zemberger, but uh, man, he's just stayed there for the whole day. Uh, he's actually building towards August CCC race, where he's probably going to be one of the top contenders for the podium. Zhisheng Shen from China was third in 12 hour 48 minute. 
An interesting fact, um, on the start list, we had Paul Capel from Spain, former winner of UTMB. He actually started the race, but he dropped uh, near the 70 kilometer mark and he later found out that he had COVID. So <laughs> probably a reason not to feel very good about it. I'm not gonna cover the shorter distances because um, the 120K trail race boy was by far the most competitive race. And we finally got to Western States 100 in Auburn, California. It was the first 49th edition of this uh, classic 100 mile race, probably the most famous 100 mile race of, uh, of the world. Um, there was a very, very deep coverage that I suggest you go check out on Aram Far if you're interested. But for the women, it was Ruth Croft from New Zealand. She's coached by Jonathan Wyatt, like uh, Kathleen Fielder. And it's great to see how Jonas athletes have been crushing it this month. Um, Ruth Croft, she improved on last year's second place finished and time winning in 17 hour 21 minute last year we remember the race was won by beth pascal from united kingdom with the third performance of all time this year Croft ran a very very smart race she didn't start off too fast she didn't go with the leaders who were um, in the early stages of the race dominica stelmak from poland and uh, I think also Camille Heron was in the front group. Um, she ran a very, very good part of her race with uh, her friend Emily Hoggood and also teammate with uh, Adidas Sterex. Emily finished in uh, fifth place. So a very good result from uh, this runner from Zimbabwe, but uh, she actually lives in the United States. And um, to complete the podium, Elsa McDonald from Canada, who ran a very strong second half and finished in 17 hour 46 minutes. And uh, Marion Hogan, also from Canada, who moved up in the second half for a third place finish in 18 hour 5 minutes. So that shows how important it is to just save energy because a 100 mile race is always a very long time that you spend on your feet. Um, so you really need to start racing um, as late as possible into the race in order to be successful. The rest of the women's top 10 included Lucia Bühler from uh, Switzerland, 18 hour, 8 minutes. Emily Hallgood, 5th uh, place. Leah Yingling, 6th place. In 7th, Taylor Nolin. In 8th place, Camille Heron. Ninth place, Katie Ashmuth, and the tenth place, Camille Brujas from France, who was actually the second place finished from last year UTMB behind Corny the Walter. In the men's race, um, it was probably you know not a surprise, but from my personal perspective. It was a surprise because Adam Pierman raced like a veteran and um, considering his background and where he comes from, it's super impressive to see how this 26-year-old athlete at his debut in a 100-mile race run with such a great strategy, such a smart way to manage his race. Thinking that he's coming from college, from a course country and track background is, is incredible to me. And, uh, you know, two months ago after he won Canyon, he wasn't even sure he, whether he should accept or not his golden ticket. He was actually asking his uh, Instagram audience whether he should go ahead and train for Western States or not. And then a couple of weeks later, he decided to go all in. And um, we also had a conversation with Adam so I actually have both the men's and women's winners of uh, Western States on the pod uh, back this year, which I think 
it's a pretty cool thing. And uh, I was chatting with Adam, you know, his expectations for this race, how he was training, how, you know, what he thought about it, because Western States is such a big race, it's, it's probably almost a life-changing experience, one race that if you win can be a real breakthrough in your athletic career. So I'm super happy for Adam who won this iconic race on his first try. Aiden Hawks was second in uh, 15 hour 47. I didn't tell that um, Adam won in uh, 15 hour 13 minutes, which is all um, about one hour slower than uh, Jim Wamsley's course records. But of course the, the conditions um, have a big influence on, uh, on the times. So when um, Jim set the course record in 2019, um, it was much cooler than the condition that the runners found this year. Um, Eden Hawks, who was leading um, roughly the first 30 miles in the middle of the race, finished second in uh, 15 hour 47. Great performance from uh, Aiden, uh, also a teammate with uh, Adam Peterman with uh, Oka One One. Third place was uh, Arlen Gleig, who had a great Western State debut in 15 hour 56. The rest of the top 10 included Tyler Green, Team Nike, 15 hour 57 minutes, Drew Holman, Ludovic Pomeray from France, Vincent Vier also from France in 7th place, Alex Nichols from Colorado, Team Scott, 8th place, Cody Lind, ninth place and Scott Trier in 10th place. To kind of wrap up the race coverage for the month, I'm going to talk about Trail 100 Andorra by UTMB in the Spanish Pyrenees, actually Andorra, which is a small country uh, surrounded by France and Spain in the Pyrenees mountains in Europe. Because uh, Zach Miller won the 105k trail race, um, it was Zach's first ultra race since 2019, so I thought that was a pretty cool result. And uh, he finished in 14 hour 20 minutes, 60 minutes better than Sebastian Krogvig from Norway and uh, Jonel Christian Monol from Romania. Uh, in the women's race, it was uh, Ildiko Wemersker, Wemersker from Hungary, who won the women's race in 19 hour 18 minutes, which she impressively did as a 56 year old. <laughs> and uh, on the podium, there were also Silvina Perez from Argentina and Basilia Forster from Germany. So this was to close the very, very long race report of the month. The racing season is uh, basically in full swing and uh, of course it's normal, it's the month of June, that's how it's supposed to be. We're all focused on training and the preparation and the final touches towards our bigger goals of the season. July is going to be another very very exciting month with lots of um, races all around the world which I'm gonna bring to you in the next episode of the trail running review of the month. To kind of close our episode, I wanted to mention um, what we did on the podcast uh, during the past month, because I think we had some very, very interesting guests. So first, we did a Q&A session about training with our vert run coaches, Max Keith and Manu Ramirez. We talked about, you know, common mistakes and um, common questions that many of our users have and uh, keep asking us. So hopefully you'll find some good information there. We also chatted with uh, Sarah Alonso about her experience in the Gamma, about her training leading up to Mont Blanc Marathon, which it showed it really worked because she went on to, to win the race. 
we talked about the state of the sport and uh, how it is, what it is like to be on the Salomon team. Sarah is probably one of the biggest talent of the sport in, at the moment, so it was a great, great conversation with her. We also chatted with uh, Mimi Katka after her Lavaredo Ultra Trail 2022 win, and uh, we went in deep um, with her experience dealing with RADS, or Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport, which, um, you know, it is a very sensitive topic, a very difficult topic to talk about. She was very, very open and honest. So I think, um, you know, maybe if you've been struggling with RADS or if you want to know more about them and how they affect really many, many athletes, not only women, but also men, um, I suggest you pay a listen to this episode, which has a lot of good insight. And it felt particularly rewarding for, for me, for my experience to, to talk to Mimi. So thanks Mimi again for, for this great conversation. So from my side, that's pretty much everything. I hope your training and preparation for your races is going well. Whether you're training for you know a big goal or for a personal goal or just to feel good about your body and uh, to enjoy the nature, the trails, and um, just being out there. Uh, take care, run smart. I would appreciate if you can give me give me any feedback about uh, this uh, trail running review of the month. If you found anything interesting or if you find any you know, mistakes or things that could be improved, I would really appreciate. So take care and until next time, happy trails.